Well, well, our second half. Uh, we have got uh, Joseph speaking to us, and um, if you want to shuffle around the room, so you're sort of sitting with others and do, you don't have to sort of be an island. But uh, we're in a series on repentance, and Joseph's going to explain where we are in that series, where we're up to. I'm going to pray for him. We're going to welcome him, and then we're going to hear from him. So, sounds like a good flow. So, Joseph, do you want to come stand next to me and I'll pray for you? Hello, live streamers. Haven't said hello to you. Uh, Let's pray. Let's pray together. Do you want to stretch a hand out to Joseph if you're comfortable? And let's pray. Father, thank you for Joseph. Thank you for uh, the journey that he's had with you, the way that he knows your voice, the way that he knows your love. Thank you that he is constantly learning how to abide in the in the person of Jesus. Thank you that he understands your heart, God. And we uh, we open our ears to receive from him. Amen. Amen. Over to you, bro. Thanks, mate. Hello. Good morning. So, I'm just... Just want to acknowledge, I haven't met you all yet, probably. Um, so my name's Joe, as Andrew just said. Married to Chloe, who's out the back. And we've got two little girls, Eden and Faith. They're the blonde ones that don't sit still and that are just constantly running around. So you've probably seen us. We've been coming along to Hope for about, it's actually nearly a year and a half. Um, but obviously during lockdown, we don't really see each other. So, But we just really loved... Um, coming along we've come through quite a turbulent time and um it's just been really great to come along and feel safe and feel um yeah just like we could just plug in and enjoy your company and enjoy walking with you guys but i'm also aware that i haven't met all of yet so to those i haven't met properly hello look forward to meeting you getting to know you a bit better um so yeah, I'm really excited about being able to share with you today. So we're kind of we're going to be um, continuing this kind of series of repentance, and today we're going to be looking at that journey that the Holy Spirit regularly takes us on um, as we as we move hearts of stone, and and He gives us hearts of flesh. And um, I would say this is probably like if I had to reflect on my walk with Jesus, this is probably the primary thing that he talks to me about and that I can see in my life. So when the Holy Spirit moves and and speaks, he's often working on my heart. He's talking to me. He's, um, He's taking me on a journey concerning my innermost being, my my heart, and so when I, I knew, when I when I heard about this subject, I was like, "Yes, let's look at this together." I'm really excited. Um, so, just to give you a bit of an outline, we're gonna I'm gonna talk for a little bit. Um, I kind of feel it would be a bit silly for me to talk about the Holy Spirit's work without allowing the Holy Spirit to to move. So, we're gonna allow some time at the end, hopefully for him to minister and to speak and to move at the end. So I'm I'm not going to talk for a a long time. Cool. 
So this, this phrase, hearts of stones, hearts of flesh, I've just put a slide up to show you where it's kind of originally taken from. So it's Ezekiel 36. It's a very prophetic passage. It's, um, in terms of its original context, Ezekiel's declaring, making a declaration about the restoration of Israel. But the words are still so real for us today. That is so powerful. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. This um, this journey of um, God softening our hearts is an ongoing journey. It's um, it's sort of like a it's a regular act of um, repentance that I think the Holy Spirit just really values. It's so easy for our hearts to get hard and to get numb and indifferent, and for our affections to be drawn elsewhere. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit just loves to do is to soften and remind us about his love. And he takes our hearts really seriously. He takes our hearts probably more seriously than we take it, really. Um, So let's just jump in. I've got like a greatest hits, like my top five verses about the heart, which I'm going to run through you now. Um... It's funny because, like, the Bible doesn't really give hard definitions like we would probably like it. Like, we prob- we grow up with textbooks and we're like, give me the definition of what this means. The Bible, the biblical words are quite slippery and kind of like, and and obviously you know, something that Alice and Chris do really well in terms of the way that they teach the Bible is obviously explain the kind of cross-cultural um, interpretation. And the hearts are really interesting word in the Bible. And it's through just reading the context and reading different passages that you get a sense of what what we're referring to. It's not the kind of thing that is beating in our chest right now as we understand it. There's something quite mysterious about it. So here is my top five greatest hits. Number one, this is a bit of a game changer from 1 Samuel. But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. This is, when I read this as a young person, this was a massive game changer. So much of what we put our energies into is about our appearance, what we do, what we do all the time, but his Here's God saying, I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in your heart. Number two, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength. And Jesus said, later said, this is the, this is the first and greatest commandment. To love your God with all your heart. What does that mean? Number three, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. 
we're being asked to guard our heart. So this, how do we do that? The fourth one. Oh, there was a fourth one. It's a really good one, actually. But uh, so I read it to you. It's um, King Josiah in in Two Kings, one of the good ones. Um, because your heart was responsive and humble before the Lord when when you heard why I have spoken, I have heard you, declares the Lord. So. So what we can glean from this is that our hearts can be responsive and they, and they can be humbled. And the, the fifth one, the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart. I wanted just to just rapidly go through those verses because I kind of wanted just to show throughout the Bible, whichever way you look at it, the heart is really important to God. Um, he takes it very seriously. It's, it's a fundamental way of, of how we relate to him is through our hearts, the, the posture of our hearts, the condition. And there's something about our hearts that he's drawn to. Like in this last passage, he will not reject a broken and repentant heart. He's almost like um, he just can't help himself. There's something about a humble and a, a hungry heart that he's just drawn to. He, he just can't resist it. And when you, and when we looked at, um, when we see Jesus um, in the New Testament, the incarnation of God. Like he's just so moved, he's just so drawn by, um, by brokenness. Those that actually feel like they don't, they've all got it together, they've got their ducks in a row, he doesn't give any time to. He's not bothered. Well, he is bothered. Correction. Um, but he just, it doesn't give much time to. But it's those that are, that know their need for God, that are, that know their brokenness, they know their their need for God, that call out to him, that he's just so drawn to. Just thinking of that um, that blind man who said, son of David, don't pass me by. Jesus was just so moved by his heart. He just had to stop and, and go to him. So, Yeah, I was wanting to create that context as as we go forward. That this 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 journey is is um, this is an ongoing invitation from the Holy Spirit. That He wants to continually soften our hearts to to process um, what's going on with us. Because our hearts can be hard for so many different reasons. Um, in my late teens, um, I experienced something qu- quite traumatic, and um, it left me feeling really angry and really disappointed. And I didn't know what to do with all the emotion. I didn't know how to process my heart with God. I didn't know how to go on that journey. 
And my heart became very hard. It became very callous. And the consequences of not processing your heart, adjourning your heart with God, there are, there are quite clear consequences. So I became quite a, um, quite a cold individual, quite a cynical person. I rarely smiled. Um, I definitely wasn't warm. Um, I was quite angry a lot of the time, but it wasn't like a lashing out anger. It was just a kind of a simmer. Um, and when I look back, I can see that at lots of different stages, so that's me, late teens, early 20s, um, the Holy Spirit and through different types of teaching, I began to be equipped to how to process my heart, how to process emotion, how to journey through disappointment, and how to walk, God, how to walk with God and process anger. And through encountering his love and encountering his goodness, and just walking through that, um, I suppose, it, it, yeah, just confessing it to him and just inviting him in. Slowly my heart began to soften. I began to see color again, not literally, but you know what I mean, figuratively see color again. My heart began to be able to experience joy again. Like you lose the joy when you don't steward your heart. Has anyone seen the... Uh, the film or the book, The Shack. I love that story so much. Like, that's such a great representation of, like, that transition of a hard heart to a soft heart. So Mac, without going into the detail, he has that really traumatic experience at the beginning of the story. And then you, you, you meet him at his most desperate, hard, hard-hearted moment. And he encounters God in the shack. I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't read it, but basically it's, it's really beautiful. And there's this wonderful moment where he's in the garden with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit invites him in, and his thought is, this garden is a mess. What is this place? And he says, oh, it's a bit... <laughs> what is this? And um, they start digging and they start taking some of the plants out, start rearranging things. And the Holy Spirit says, isn't this wonderful? Isn't this beautiful? This is your heart. And he has this moment of like, oh. And what I love about that picture is God doesn't say, you need to go and sort yourself out. You've got a problem. You've got stubbornness issues. You're independent. Go and sort it out. The Holy Spirit comes in and you go on that journey with him. It's a, it's a journey that you go on together. It's, there's a, he, the Holy Spirit isn't going to just come in and just tear the place up and say, this is what you need to do. There's an invitation every day. There's this um, process that we go on. So in this of, context of repentance, there's this invitation that we have. Um, to invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts where we say, Holy Spirit, I trust you. You know my heart better than I do. I actually don't know how I'm feeling right now often, but you do. And I want to invite you to soften my heart today because I want a relationship with you. I want to know you close.
I want to love you and I want to love others, but I don't know how to do it. And um, so I really, I really relate to that journey that Mac went on in the shack. And it was a gradual one. It wasn't a one-hit wonder. It wasn't like, click your fingers, you're all sorted now, see you later. It was like a process. And even after Mac left the shack, there was this ongoing working out. And the, the example that I gave you when I was in my late teens, it, that probably took years to process that pain. It, it took years to process that anger. And when the Holy Spirit would bring up, okay, the next layer, I'd be like, really? Again? No, I've already prayed that prayer. And he'd be like, no, we need to go again. We need to go again. And it was just that next step, that next layer that he wanted to deal with. And um, I actually met the individual that was involved with that trauma recently. And it was amazing because I felt no anger at all. So that's how many years later? I don't know. Not very good at maths. But I didn't feel anything but love for him. And that's a complete miracle. It's just a miracle. That wasn't... And I can't take any credit for that, right? All I did was ask the Holy Spirit to come and do some gardening and to help pull out the pain. Um, because I didn't know how to help myself. There's no way I could have willed myself out of that. So the reason why I'm bringing that up is, 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 to, is to kind of outline the importance of encounter in this context. This is, it's not really a kind of um, an academic exercise. It's not like something we can cognitively go, X plus Y equals Z. Do you know what I mean? It's, there is an acknowledgement that needs to happen. There is a kind of a speaking out that needs to happen. And, and cause, cause if you had asked me, like, Joe, you know, do you understand about forgiveness? I'd be like, yes, I understand about forgiveness. Um, but I needed that encounter of God's love. I needed, it was almost like it was in the embrace of the Father that I was able to let go and for those layers to come off. Which is why in a minute I just love us if you're up for it. Absolutely no pressure. No pressure at all. Repentance is your, is your choice. But I'd love us to spend like the last... 10 or so minutes just with God and just being available for him to speak to us and to um, even if it's just hold us for a bit his presence is so beautiful he doesn't always need to say anything and he does more than we realize his presence is it's, it's more than words and he, he probably will speak because he does that, but his presence alone is often enough to heal and to restore. I wanted to just before we do that. I just um, I just wanted to just sh- just flag something, something that I've I've been learning is is about how about processing our emotions with God. Um. I don't know about you, but I, I grew up in a, in a context, in a culture that 
didn't re- does, doesn't, doesn't really value emotions and that emotional intelligence or emotional awareness. Very much secondary information. Actually, probably not even secondary. It was probably like emotions are inconvenient and, um, and it's taken me a while to actually learn how to process emotions and I'm still on that journey. Um, but I just want to just affirm us. Um, your emotions are important. They are passing. They're not the defining word of your, on your life. But they are really important. They're God-given. We shouldn't ignore our emotions. They are very, very helpful information about how you're feeling in that moment. And um, I just wanted to affirm that. Just, just that journey. It's not a waste of time to process your emotions with God. Because it, it, your emotions tell you something that your brain doesn't always catch up with until you acknowledge it. Your emotions and your heart often is how you're really doing. And, and you can kind of tune in. Your head sort of catches up. And I'm, I came across this thing called the... the um, you can't really see that. Don't worry about it. It's, um, it's called a feelings wheel. And it's been really helpful. I had some counseling recently. And I came across this um, emotions wheel. And because sometimes I would be like, I'm trying to work out how I'm feeling. I'm feeling something really strong. And I don't know, I don't know what it was. And I just found that I didn't have the language to really, you can Google it, guys. There's, there's um, feeling wheels online. But um, I did this um, course with the houses. Okay, not with the houses. It's online. Um, but they, they use this tool. And it's about... Um, about engaging God and hearing his voice and they share this emotions wheel and I would just really just recommend it to you guys um, okay I made a table didn't I yeah so I just made this helpful table that kind of so on the left is sort of how I felt when I was 19 my heart felt numb it was it was blind it was proud stubborn closed to others and insular but as my heart became soft it became more responsive more perceptive became more humble obedient open to others and more empathic ah Andrew's gone when Andrew comes back we'll um We'll have a time of just of waiting on him. There's a um, there's a beautiful prophetic image in the Old Testament when when Noah sends out the dove, and he sends out the dove, and the dove is looking where to land. It's looking, and it's looking for somewhere to to find home and somewhere to land. And I just as I was preparing this, I kind of felt like that was quite a prophetic picture for us. The Holy Spirit is looking to see which heart, what, 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 what the posture of our hearts, where is a good home for his Holy Spirit. Kind of like the parable of the sower, it's looking for good soil. The Holy Spirit is looking for good soil to come and land and, and find its home in. And... Um, and I feel like that's the invitation of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is just always looking and waiting. 
And um, I'd love us just to invite collectively, if we just invite him in right now. But like I said, no pressure um, if you're not ready to do that. But um, are you ready to? Okay, cool. Let's pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you really care about our hearts, that, um, that you really value intimacy with us, that you just want to be close to us. Thank you for this ongoing um, pursuit that you have for us, that you, you desire to be close to us. I thank you that you're drawn and you're moved by, by broken and, and repentant hearts. Thank you that you don't reject a broken and contrite heart. Father, we ask that you would give us wisdom about how we guard our hearts and how we um, go on that journey with you, Holy Spirit. And we just say that we that we repent for the times where we've allowed our hearts to get very hard and stubborn, independent and proud. We just ask for your forgiveness for our, um, our independence. Holy Spirit, would you soften our hearts today? you for the healing that comes with your presence. So we just choose to open ourselves to you, Holy Spirit. We trust you. We invite you into our the garden of our heart again. We love you, Jesus. We love your presence.